This is Issues 2020. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Chris Hyman, Development Director, Senior Services, Wichita. Welcome to Issues 2020, Chris. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be on air. We would uh, we'd like to focus today on the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on seniors. And we'll also talk uh, take a look at some of the programs and services offered by Senior Services of Wichita. But first, uh, let's do some background, okay? Tell us, tell us a bit about how and when Senior Services of Wichita got started. Actually, Senior Services of Wichita began in 1968 when a group of of area ministers and churches got together to determine the needs um, for seniors specifically living in the downtown core area of Wichita. Um, They determined that nutrition was the number one greatest need um, for people. And in January of 1969, we delivered our first 17 Meals on Wheels to people living in downtown Wichita. Um, Over 52 years, that program has grown to anywhere from 800 to 900 meals a day are delivered uh, to seniors all across the city. I was going to say, did you limit yourself to downtown? You've gotten a little bit larger on the geography, haven't you? (laughs) We've gotten a lot larger on the geography. Um, It's always been kind of my guess that at that time in 1968, Downtown must have been a very prevalent area of Wichita for seniors to live in. So um, I'm guessing most likely um, that's that's where the vast majority of senior living apartments might have been at that time. Of course, today we know they're all over Wichita, downtown, east, west, and in all all the little communities around us. All right. So now how do you pay for your services, uh, Chris? Um. Senior Services as an agency is uh, a private, not-for-profit charity. We have a multitude of funding contracts um, that really filter through the Department on Aging, but also about 30 to 40 percent of our budget is made up in private donations. So but how about city and county? Any money from Sedgwick uh, County, Wichita? Yes, we are um, basically we're um, the preferred vendor to provide all of the services we have, which are the four senior centers, our senior employment program, our Meals on Wheels program, um, and other money to support roving pantries. So each of them have various um, state and local funding that filters through the Department on Aging, um, Meals on Wheels is the only program we have that has a small amount of funding for um, from the Older Americans Act, which is actually federal dollars. Um, mm-hmm. But the while they are um, our largest form of, of uh, revenue, um, they're not our only form, and none of the grants that we have through the Department on Aging fund programs 100%. That's where we make up the difference with private donation. Okay, how about uh, where is your uh, where's your your facility? Where's your home base? It's down uh, pretty close to downtown Wichita or Delano, right? Absolutely, we are at two hundred South Walnut. That's that's basically the the administrative hub. Um, located here is our largest senior center, which is the downtown center. Our Meals on Wheels 
kitchen and the senior employment program as well as the administrative department. The three other locations that we manage are Linwood um, Senior Center, which is located in Linwood Recreation Center. Uh, Our partnership with the city is not funding-oriented. We don't receive funds from the city of Wichita. Uh, Instead, it's a partnership, and we rent space in Orchard Park and Lindwood to operate two senior centers. Our Northeast Senior Center, which is located at 2121 East 21st Street, is actually a property that we own. How many people actually use those facilities? Uh, your, your, uh, the, peop- the, the seniors uh, who go there, do, are they heavily used? Just a few in there? Or <laughs> are they popular? In the, sen- in the senior centers or the agency as a whole? The senior centers, yeah. Wow. The senior centers see over 3,000 people wow. between the four of them. Uh, age 55 and better each year. That could mean that someone comes in for a one-time event or someone else could come in every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that the, the services that we provide in the senior centers um, are pretty extensive, uh, everything from playing pickleball two or three times a week to coming in to have their taxes prepared through uh, the um, uh, AARP, uh, program, or they're coming in for an educational um, service, um, some limited health care things, lots of exercise. Our philosophy with our senior centers really is the key to active aging is to keep moving, keep learning, and keep connecting. Uh, and that's exactly what those centers provide for our members. That's a crucial part of our community, and because of COVID-19, they are close to the public right now. Mm-hmm. Well, now, and how many people on your staff? You have to have some people working there to get this done, I'm sure. We do. We have seven programs, and we employ 39 people. Okay. And, and what about volunteers? Do you use volunteers? Volunteers are used in all of our programs. Um, of course, the most frequent, the, the most um noted one in our community is the Meals on Wheels volunteer. Um, we have about 200 consistent volunteers who come on, come on either a daily, weekly, monthly basis. But our volunteer core for Meals on Wheels is about 400 total. That could mean volunteers that come in certain times of the year or maybe just do a project once a year, that kind of a thing. Our senior centers utilize um, quite a bit of, of volunteers as well. I'm, I'm estimating at least 200. They come in and teach classes. Um, they organize social groups or events. Um, many of our members are volunteers as well. They'll even help out in the office answering phones. Uh, and our senior employment program utilizes two to three volunteers um, each week that a lot of those people are job seekers who are waiting to get a, get a, a job or a, a placement, and so they'll come in and volunteer their time, and it's typically office work, answering phones and re, you know calling on referrals and things like that. Uh, roving pantry shops at 5 o'clock in the morning uh, to deliver groceries. So that's the hardest program to find volunteers for. All right. Now, let's, uh, let's go ahead with the – we'll talk about that in a moment here. But I wanted to – you've given us some background, some good background, Chris. Now I want you to share your observations 
about how this pandemic has impacted the people you serve. Tell me about it. You know, was it mid-March when we kind of realized that things were going to have to change a lot, um, that our senior centers had to close because we have 50 to 100 people that could that could rotate through any one of them at any given time, and that's way too large of a crowd. Um, we also understood at that time that Meals on Wheels was considered an essential service because the people that are receiving meals um, have no other ability to obtain food or or get that meal to them. Now, that was 800 to 900 people a day. How did How are we going to do that and keep 70 volunteers from crowding our volunteer area to pick up their routes? So we made a lot of uh, adjustments. Um, for a while, we had to limit how many days we delivered. We were only delivering Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because our volunteer pool became very short. So we were packing shelf-stable meals, and we were taking those meals out to that client's home. Uh, We went through a period where we did not allow those volunteers into the building because it gets really chaotic and, and crowded in there. So our staff were running those bags, those delivery bags, out to the cars of our volunteers. We were giving them hand sanitizer. We're still doing this, actually, but in the beginning there, we did some real modifications. They they got hand sanitizer. They got masks. um, They were told to put the meal in a sack, hang it on a door, knock, and then step back at least six feet to make sure that that senior came to the door and got their meal. That was our safety check. So there was a lot of modifications to that program. Um, We prepared almost 20,000 shelf-stable meals in about three months. Uh, We packed them all ourselves. it, it was a lot of, of change from the fact that we were very tactile and, and very um, involved with our people. We were walking in to do assessments in the home. Now we're doing that via phone calls. Um, so I think uh, from the Meals on Wheels standpoint, we lost some of that personal connection, although we're still able to be there every day. We're still a resource for most of these people who don't have anyone else. Um, so that's how that's working, and it continues to work. We're slowly letting about four or five volunteers into our volunteer area to pick up routes at a time now. We're back to delivering five days a week. Um, we are still handing out masks. We're still handing out hand sanitizer, and we're still asking our volunteers to distance away from that senior as much as possible. Mm, okay. No, no, uh, there through your various programs you've been able to have you been able to identify and help and get help for seniors who may have come down with the virus um absolutely well you know that's that we know of we we've only had maybe two to three cases of of seniors that came down with the virus and the protocol we had to take was to you know let those volunteers that maybe had that exposure uh, happen to them, quarantine or do what they need to do. But really, truly, Steve, it we feel pretty blessed in the fact that 
we serve at least 800 people a day. And we've been doing this since mid-March, and we only know of three to four people. Um, Absolutely, if we have um, a senior call, we will definitely get them in the resources they need to be tested or support they may need if they're coming off the virus. But but we just haven't had a lot of experience with it, thankfully. All right. You're listening to Issues 2020 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Chris Hyman. Development Director, Senior Services of Wichita. Chris, he's talking talk about the Meals on Wheels. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more now. Uh, of best-known program, but uh, this is uh, when you look at the what's happened with the pandemic, so many of the folks that you're helping are already pretty much self-quarantined, are they not? Absolutely. Um, you know, the Meals on Wheels client is typically our most, isolated, frail, and at risk. Um, so their life had has been that prior to the pandemic, and it's probably even more challenging after. Now, we talk about that. The other end of the spectrum are the people that we serve in our senior employment program, those job seekers, and especially those senior center members. Those are the active, healthy seniors. Uh, our agency right now um, have... A, a lot of concerns about the effects of social isolation on health. And because we had to close those senior centers and we're not certain of the reopening, we do intend to reopen them, um, but we don't know when. We want that curve to kind of come down for at least two weeks. Um, But we worry about those people who were coming to the centers every day. That was their stimulation. That was the way they kept moving, learning, and connecting. And they're not able to do that now. So our center directors are spending time talking to their members, trying to connect. We're we're looking at social media, um, online interaction, email, anything to keep them involved because that that isolation, they say socialized Social isolation for a senior is the equivalent of smoking at least 16 cigarettes a day. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> can you assure us, is, is it absolutely is it going to be safe for people to volunteer uh, to come down and help you, you folks out on, on these programs? Absolutely. Um, Meals on Wheels is always in need of volunteers. You know, we're doing that different. We don't do in-person orientation. We do it over the phone. Uh, all the protocols with hand sanitizers, masks, and that kind of thing are covered. So it does look different than back when you came out and volunteered with us a few years ago. Um, but but we're still able to keep them safe. Um, that I know of, we've had no reports of any, any of our volunteers coming down with COVID. Um, and actually, we've been really blessed because there are a lot of people that, that want to come up, come out and help at this time. Tell us about the roving pantry, and, and has the pandemic had an impact there? What is the roving, the roving pantry, then? You talked about it earlier. Roving pantry is uh, a grocery shopping and delivery service for seniors age 60 and older. And once COVID hit, numbers in roving pantry increased quite a bit. Um, They've seen tremendous growth. Even some of the senior living communities who were not going to the grocery store, grocery store with their clientele or taking them in the buses were having us do shopping for them. So it's a nice and convenient service. It's different from calling Dylan's and ordering online. Um, we will 
specialize. A lot of our, our seniors don't have computers at home where they can go on and do it, uh, an online delivery. Um, so they call us. We, we write out their list. We shop for what they want. We clip coupons, look for specials, trying to make sure we um, can keep costs as low as possible because the client on pantry will pay for their own groceries. Um, we've had to alter that, too. We do do go into the homes of many of our roving pantry clients because some of them need assistance putting the groceries away. Uh, but we're masking up with that. Uh, we're gloving we, the sanitizer. All the precautions that we've been um, educated about for COVID are in place. They shop at eight, 5 o'clock in the morning at the Dillon's on Hillside and Douglas. It's before they open to the public. So, um, again, we've, we've felt pretty safe doing that, taking those precautions. What are your in-home support services? And uh, I would imagine there's an impact there as well. Uh, in-home support is part of our senior employment Oh, it program. is? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a part, part of our employment program. Um, there's two folds to employment. Uh, one... One section is for job seekers, 55 and older, who want to be back in a small business or a corporate setting. So they want to be out of their homes working. The in-home support group is often um, job seekers, 55 and older, who want part-time work but don't want to work for a company. They want to mow lawns. They want to clean houses. They want to grocery shop. They might be um, willing to transport people to and from appointments, um, all kinds of trades, and, and they're just not interested in that corporate placement or they're waiting to get a corporate placement. So that's how that service works. And um, through the pandemic, they've still been very successful um, placing people. I think the need probably definitely has increased for um, seniors at home. Actually, Steve, that the worker is... 55 and older, but you or I or a 25-year-old could call and ask, say, hey, I need somebody to paint my house. Um, Do you have a worker that could help me with that or do Mm -hmm. that? So anyone can use that service. All right. And and as you said, with the pandemic, we've talked, we've heard about job losses. Is that, did you see that as an impact on folks who are 50 and 55 and over then? Yeah, that is um, something I know that the Senior Employment Program is uh, really concerned with as the, if their doors are able to reopen as well. Um, I do know that there has been a few placements over the summer for people 55, for our clients, our um, job seekers. So three or four have been business placements. Um, they've had some luck with census workers and election workers, those temporary jobs. Um, concern, I think, is will the jobs be there? when people need them. And also, too, some of the clients are holding back, saying not ready to go back to work because of the virus. Mm -hmm. How many people does uh, Senior Services of Wichita actually contact or serve in a year? Do you have a number on that, uh, Chris? Uh, You talked about three. It's not quite 9,000 in all seven programs. Uh, It's like eight. 8,000-something. I don't have it right in front of me. But, yeah, uh, just about 9,000 people use a service or a referral from our agency at least one time a year. 
and how does one uh, get involved with senior services as a client or a participant or whatever you want to Or a volunteer. Or vol- anything. Yeah. Well, how do you get involved with it? You can call our main number. It's 316-267-0302 and ask our front desk receptionist um, what, just tell them what you're looking for, volunteering or interested in senior employment, and she'll get you to the right department. Or you can visit our website at www.seniorservicesofwichita.org. Krista, uh, I, if you, are you part of the 211? Are you part of the United Way of the Plains, that 211, that uh, three-digit number folks can call for help? Yes, we are referred often. Many, many um, of our referrals and any of our programs to come through two one one. That has been a heck of an idea, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Over the past couple Absolutely. of years, you've got a yeah, problem yeah. with your health or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. or you're looking for looking for a service two one one, and they can people there to steer you in the right direction. I just think that's Absolutely. a really, really helpful and good idea. What are you yeah, looking it's at? A wonderful resource. What are you looking at as far as financial support? I mean. Uh, you, you mentioned that private donations are accepted. Um, do you need something? Do uh, you need some financial support? How's that going? Um, we're holding pretty stable, and we're pleased with that. Can't ever say that we have too much donation and that we don't need <laughs> yeah, it, because yeah. that's never going to be the mm-hmm. case. Um, you know, people can visit our website or call us if they'd like to make a contribution to any one of the programs. Um, I will say that with the COVID pandemic, people have really, um, their awareness of the needs of isolated and homebound seniors have really risen since the pandemic started because it's such a vulnerable population. Now, uh, before, and this may, we hope this thing will go away one of these days. Have you had any big plans on the drawing board that you had going before this all hit? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we were going to hold the first ever um, Picklepalooza Festival, which was a fundraising festival uh, that was going to celebrate the sport of pickleball. We, were, we had plans at Chicken and Pickle as well as in the community to really celebrate that, that in April of this year. That was when it was scheduled right before the pandemic hit. That has now been postponed until April of 2021. Uh, So we do hope to revisit that and make this happen next year. And then our Heartland Golden Games, which are athletic competitions for older athletes, those were all canceled this year. Our 5K is virtual, though, and it is online, and we'd, we'd love for people to sign up for that. Okay, a virtual 5K. Now, <laughs> yes. I, now, I was near, near, near your place. Do you have a, a massive pickleball court out, uh, pickleball court place there, or what? Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, that's the city of Wichita. Well, it's a city. So, okay. Okay. It's a city, but um, we we uh, many over many years our board and our executive director um, worked with the city to get that old decrepit tennis yeah. court remodeled um, to include the pickleball uh, courts that you see today. And so, while it's really we can't we can't claim any. Um, glory from how wonderful that park is. Our people are out there playing. They kind of come from there to come play inside, and so it's just been a wonderful yep. addition to Delano. I've, I've seen them out there. Hey, Chris, uh, thanks for being with us uh, today, and we we appreciate what you're doing, and best of luck to you in the future. 
and we hope this pandemic will be over soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank we you. always appreciate talking with you. Chris uh, Hyman, Development Director, Senior Services of Wichita. That's all for this edition of Issues 2020. And, of course, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.